This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how's it going, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is Canada cold out there right now. It is Canada cold. I mean, what the heck is going on? Is it because I bought a house and, you know, I'm saying I'm staying here? Is that what happened? Um, I, th- the I think came it's with like me? let's mess with Aaron. It's all about messing with Aaron. That's what weather is, weather's goal. And I'm referring to weather like some sort of like entity. Entity, yeah, or um, like some sort of um, antagonist in a in an Avengers movie mm. uh, that is out to get you. Okay, and it happens to be this 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 source, this power called weather. Indeed. And it's it's affecting your move-in time. So yeah, yeah. there but, you go. You know, but we're in, and the weather was lovely when we moved in. That's it's good. Been cold ever since. Mm. So I know this is what yeah. happens. So when I complained about thirty-two degree weather the other day, one of my authors, Brian Dickinson, who um, he wrote a book called Blind Descent, and it was about uh, him. Made, he made it to the top of, of Everest, mm-hmm. and uh, and he, he summited alone. And then on the like, just as he was going down, he went blind. You know, he had that snow blindness, and uh, so it's a story of essentially surviving to get down. But so I post, you know, a uh, Sean Connery Hunt for Red October gif yep. of uh, about how cold it is, and uh, which I'm amused. And all he does is post a picture of himself in Antarctica at negative <laughs> 80 degrees Fahrenheit, trying to shame me. So Brian Dickinson, I don't know if you're listening, but uh, loud and clear, I understand I am a wuss from Nashville, Tennessee, and I well, will accept that. There you uh, go. Well, you've lived here long enough to, that you've acclimated, so... Yes. Yes. Thank you. I have. I, I exactly. The funny thing is, so we, we, uh, I've noticed like Aaron, so you, you bring the Canadian cold down. Barnabas brought the Minnesota cold for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the token other Midwesterner. Um, and, but I've lived here now for 17 years. And then Scarlett, even though she's been from a lot of different places, we're just going to say she's from South Florida because that's where mm-hmm. she spent most of her life, right? Yep. So so she's supposed to bring the warmth. And the reason it's also cold is because Scarlett is not on the podcast today. And we're that's missing true. her right now. That's true. Yeah, she had a personal issue come up. And so so we uh, mm-hmm. we don't uh, get to celebrate the new year with, uh, with Scarlett. I know, I know. We uh, could talk about broken reading goals we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about aaron's uh uh mtv cribs for uh bookcases yep that's right <laughs> we're going to talk about how to set up what else are we going to talk about today well you know I, I we're going to talk about a few different things some controversial subjects some publishing decisions oh, but yeah. you know also we're you know what we're not going to talk about and I'm really upset about this, Dave. What's that? We're not going to talk about the the graphic novels that I, I've I've shortlisted for you guys. But we do get to talk about all the political division in the United States, which you're Yay! so excited to become a citizen of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if if maybe I should rethink that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I almost. Um, I almost uh, I thought about posting a gif of from uh, Princess Bride have fun storming the castle very inappropriate now um you know <laughs> this was before it happened yes um yes. but uh it's been an interesting week so even if you listen to this months from now you're going to be like yeah look at the date it's been a weird week mm-hmm. and Aaron is reconsidering going back to Canada so I'm just kidding I'm just having fun <laughs> with you definitely not considering no. going back I know. <laughs> but uh but it does make me um you know i'll be honest if anything it actually kind of settles my resolve on yes i should become a citizen uh mm. when i have the opportunity because yeah. um well i mean typically i don't get too political because you know i have people who prefer that i not but mm-hmm. um you know when it comes to tre- treason sedition mm-hmm. you know attempted coups 
I'm yeah. okay with getting a little bit political because yeah. that was a nightmare and that yeah. should not happen in a country like this. So I, I, I absolutely agree. I enjoy reading about these, uh, about the CIA being a part of this like 30 years ago in places in Central America and stuff. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's it. Uh, but otherwise, I don't like living through it. I don't think anyone does. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I hope you pick up. I'm joking on that. But, but the point is, it's, uh, man it's uh, it's it's been hard to watch uh, my comment to uh someone was like i i i told my i talked to my parents you know and i they called me that afternoon and i said you know i'm really glad the grandparents aren't alive to see this uh you know this especially i mean it should affect all of us uh, to see something like that but uh, they being part of a very long rich tradition of what it means to mean american stuff so mm -hmm. yeah there you go yeah but we march on and you know we uh we will uh we're going to talk about the book connection to this um a yes. quick quick note on industry things by the way the industry reports from bookscan came out and print sales last year were up over eight percent in which, 2020 which is incredible y yes usually like imagine like three percent that mm -hmm. would be a good year but eight percent is huge yeah and you may wonder what do you what can you imagine aaron what do you think the categories are of, that were up oh my goodness uh i'm gonna say categories that were up would include uh self-help um fiction broadly and i'm gonna go current affairs and politics okay yeah i think um uh, self-help was not down it just wasn't one of those like hugely up ones there are always okay, a few examples of ones but you're right political uh political books absolutely that was probably the biggest driver because think about it any anti-Trump book, any pro whatever else book, um, Obama's memoir, uh, or, or biography. I don't know how you classify it technically, memoir. but it's a memoir. It, uh, it was, I think the best selling one. It was like two and a half million copies during that time. My it continues goodness. to sell. Yeah. I know. And that's at the end of the year too. Which yeah. That's, is... that's like one month of sales. Yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> it'll be pretty close to the top in, in 2021 as well. Yes. So it was rumored to be, even though I don't, I mean, I've seen it like when the deal was signed with the Obamas for their books, I can't remember how many books it was, but it was some, it's rumored to be like a $60 million advance. Okay. $60 million. Oh, and so one, like one may think, especially if you work for a publisher, I'm like, how are you ever going to recoup that? I mean, that's crazy. Well, I'll tell you how, okay. Sell if two and a half million copies of a $40 book. That exactly it. So, so if you got a $40 book, let's say you're making like $18 out of it, we're gonna do some math. And this, and we can do the whole Chevy Chase thing playing Gerald Ford. <laughs> I was told there'd be no math, but there's gonna be math today. Mm -hmm. So, $18. So, if they discount it down like 55% off because yeah. they sell it to retailers at an average, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's say it's $18 a book they make for net, even though that doesn't, that doesn't take in printing costs, but it's going to be yeah. a, probably a two to $3 book, you know, at the end of the day sure. in terms of printing. So let's just say like $17, maybe say, I'll do 16. We'll be more conservative. Yeah. $16 times $2.5 million, 2.5 million copies. All right, folks. They have already made up two thirds of the advance just on one book, which by the way, there will be two books in that Obama and uh, in this deal apparently includes uh, Michelle Obama's Becoming, which, which I think also is also massive. An excellent book is also so same thing, two or three million copies, maybe more. I don't even know what the mm -hmm. latest is on that. It's probably more um the ladies will always win, and that's good. We, we endorse it in this sense. Mm -hmm. But no, it's a great book. Um but I mean, but yeah, they've probably broken even on that advance already and they still have more books to go. So when yeah. people say, how could you spend $60 million? Well, they're going to make it up. Yeah, it was a, a, an expensive deal, but one where high investment, very high return, and uh, that'll prove fruitful for them. So, mm -hmm. um, so there you go. Yeah, there's the economics of book publishing for you. Yeah. Um, even that, that is like the extreme we can't like, is there, I mean, other than a book on the other end that makes money, which is off of royalties, uh, which would be like Harry Potter, um, yeah. you know, the royalties on that plus movie deal type scenarios, everything else that goes, that's a whole nother ball game, but 
but in terms of it's a straight up book that is a good book deal it, it was a i'm sure everyone thought they were crazy but also you know what i think it they've proven it'll pay off so boom congratulations i think it's penguin random house right yeah um yeah yeah and and it is a really well done book um regardless yeah, yes, of what right, people you said. think about i'm not you know, right. yeah. politically all that stuff I've, it's I've, a good book yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I encourage you. Here's one thing I will say. Like, I know it's tough to, when does a book become a history book versus just a uh, more political current events book? Mm-hmm. And that's a very gray area. I don't know what that answer is. I think you've just kind of kind of look at it. But I will say this, you know, read some other perspectives to gain perspective. I mean, that's it. And you take it or leave it, but you also got to know it's their point of view. Not that I'm saying any of them contradict each other, but reading the Gospels, you get some different perspectives on the same things happen that are reemphasizing things, or they saw something really uniquely. Matthew heard the story this way, you know, and it it illuminates that way. Why does one choose to show a story versus another? I think that's really cool. So, yeah, there you go. Hmm. I didn't expect us to go there with that. Yeah, but it was great. It was good. So, you know, speaking, but continuing to speak about publishing and uh, this is not us announcing, um, you know, a forthcoming deal for anyone on this podcast, because (laughs) although there are things in the works and maybe we'll see see something. Yeah. Things in the works. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. (laughs) Um, But um, out of uh so we're recording this on january 8th and a couple days prior to this um you know there there was the aforementioned attempted coup (laughs) um slash uh slash you know do we do we call it light treason when they break into the actual capitol building what do we call it there i i think that's pretty much heavy treason at this point so yeah when, when you resort to violence and uh yeah taking over um, the people's houses. I'm just gonna leave that in general. Yeah, and, yeah. I so there's a there's there's a certain pub, there's a a certain politician who is um, let's just call him Josh and um, Josh. <laughs> and he had a book coming out and uh, and he with, is from Dave's neighborhood in Kansas City. Yeah, where he, he grew up in. Yeah, they grew up together. They don't really know each other. No, we do not um, know each other. But uh, they went to the same high school and all that fun stuff. No, we did not go to the no. same high school. He went to a high school that I do did not prefer. How about that? Oh, one? oh, the so he was the uh, he he was on the opposite football team. Um. Well, I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys sure, do? How do you guys define pro- these things? No, what do you just, play in just, in Missouri? Now I was I lived on the Kansas side. The school was on oh, the Missouri okay. side Got of it. the border. And, Got um, it. They did okay. not like each other. So okay. there you go. There, there you go. go. So it's just state state things. All right, yeah. I understand now. There you go. Anyway, so so this this gentleman named Josh, he had a book coming out with a with a very well known publisher, um, one of the big one of the big 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 publishers. Big five until the big they five. become the big four, which that's yes. in the process. Yes, yeah. because one of the big five bought the one of the other big five. So um, so they canceled his book contract. Uh, what was the reason why? Uh, because of his. Um, his opposition to like his, his actions related to uh, the, the election. Yes. So um, as we're doing this, I'll pull up that uh, the line that they, uh, they, they said, we did not come to this decision lightly. They said in a statement, they said, as a publisher, it would always be our mission to amplify a variety of voices and viewpoints. At the same time, we take seriously our larger public responsibility as citizens and cannot support this person after his role, Josh, right, in what became a dangerous threat. And in response, um, and we're going to get to contractually how that works, yeah. but in response, um, Josh uh, had said that canceling this book was an affront to the First Amendment. So we're going to break that down a little bit. Yeah. Um, First, this large big five publishing house is not um, a, it's not a uh, owned by our own government, for Mm -hmm. example. 
It is a private company um, that owes to its Although own publicly shareholders. Traded publicly <laughs> traded, but like I said, I yes. said to shareholders. It's yep. Um, and what they do in contracts, and I had a bunch. There's a bunch of people I saw on Twitter who were like, "They can't just cancel it just because of behavior." I'm like, "Oh, there is some fine language in the majority of publishing contracts. Not all of them um, that have what you call character clauses in them." And um, there's also, uh, even though, of course, we don't have their contract in front of us, no. but it could be something that they had a clause like that, where they mm -hmm. felt like the character was. But what they're saying here, too, is it doesn't, it represented his, what he was leading was representing a threat to the safety and security of the United States. And thus, they did not want to be part of it. So um, that's their their reasoning for canceling the book. Yeah. And they do have the right to do that when an author goes either cuckoo for Cocoa mm -hmm. Puffs um, or in the Christian publishing world, it could be because um, they have made choices or changed their viewpoint mm -hmm. on things that are contrary to common evangelical Christian beliefs. Uh, I leave that because that language is, roughly what they use some are very specific by the way some are yes. very loose um um i think i think you just have to be reasonable in terms of things and mm -hmm. um most publishers they come to these things amicably they come for them like hey listen it's just not working out we see that you're moving another direction we would like to cancel the book we'd like to be reasonable in the way that we're handling it thus mm -hmm. give you your advance back or um if the book's already out, um, offer to sell the stock back to you at a reasonable value right? or something like that. Right. It's always well, something like that. In this yeah. case, the book has not been published. They simply just canceled the book moving forward. Yeah. And there's no, and I mean, not that it would be any of the, pub, the public's business, but there's yeah. no mention of what happened to his advance. Did he, did he, did they ask for it back? They, yep. they could well have said, keep the advance. We're sorry. We can't publish this. Right. Um, you think about, um, you think yep. about what happened about 10 years ago now and hard to yep. believe it's been 10 years since this happened, but think about how Zondervan handled the response to Rob Bell and his contracts with them. Um, their public, their, their publisher, uh, after all the controversy that happened with the Love Wins book, um, they bought out his remaining contract. And yeah. they said, we're, we're just not working with you anymore. Yeah. And that, um, one of the things that it can be like, understanding I've had very limited engagement on the, on these kinds of, on these kinds of things compared to what you've seen Dave in, in your various roles throughout publishing uh, your work as an agent, what other authors have seen. Um, there is a, there, there is a lot of responsibility that comes with giving someone a contract on anything. Oh, absolutely. And so, so a publisher has to be responsible and they yes. have to think carefully, um, both about their organization's reputation, but yeah. as in the case of this, also the common good. Yeah. Yeah, this is a unique one where they're addressing a common good. Of, at the end of the day, they're uh, publishing this thing to be primarily sold in the United States. And so they don't want to look upon themselves as an accessory to this. And that's a business choice. Mm -hmm. It's a character um, and ethical and or moral choice based on how you look at it. And, um, and here we are. So, you know, so yeah, I, I know I, I had a bunch of people text me about that. Can you believe they canceled this book? I'm like, yeah, of course I can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I were there, I would absolutely understand them. And they have to deal with the financial replications of that, which we don't know all those as to your yeah. point, Aaron, but there are, uh, um, yeah, a lot of times, I'll say, hey, listen, it's embarrassing enough. Keep the advance, and we're just all going to move on, cut our losses, and go. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. That could be a way of avoiding a lawsuit, too. I, I don't know. Of course, he is going to sue them. Um, yeah. But you know, they're going to look at the fine print of the contract, and those publishing contracts will, <laughs> they will be fine. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he just is saying that because he wants to.
um, or who will accept you, I should say. And there you go. So I know, interesting. I know I, 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 a lot of people who don't work in publishing texted me to that and I thought, oh, okay. Like that was a big headline and mm-hmm. um, they didn't, they, you don't see that. It happens in publishing more than you would think. And there's lots of issues that aren't political like this. It's just, man, author's not in a good place. They need to get out of the contract. Can they come up with an amicable way of, of terminating it? Yeah, absolutely. I've dealt with those before. My boss has, there's a, it happens, you know, yeah, um, totally. and no sweat, you move forward and maintain the relationships for a better long-term outcome. So that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there's a couple of key takeaways from this story. One is, um, don't assume evil on the part of the, the person canceling the contract. Um, two, <laughs> um, because yeah. I mean, certainly there is a, they're like for people who would align more closely politically to to Josh than 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 to others, uh, they're going to be inclined to believe his his take on it. Um, yeah, and sure. so um, this isn't some sort of Orwellian, yeah. um, you know, attempt to, yeah. you know, side sideline a message or hmm. to. Um, censor a person. It's saying, yeah. I don't want to be in business with you. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. He's free to publish that uh, somewhere yeah. else. And uh, and he probably will. He's probably going to write a different book, as you can imagine, too, um, because he's using it for four years from now, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, or really three years when it officially would start. I but, thought it uh, started next week because that's how this, the political cycle works, right? I Everyone, think you always be campaigning. I think it started on Tuesday. <laughs> so um, I thought it started yeah. on November 4th. Uh, whatever oh. day that was that happened oh. i don't know oh. i don't know oh well <laughs> anyway yeah but th- um, i tell you it's been a, it's been an amusing week of memes on top of that yeah. well done internet you've expressed our uh uh our frustrations and yep. uh and so on with the with the moment so here yep. we are 2021 yeah. we thought it would get easier and here we are it's uh, continues yeah. on it just continues Joker on pennyworth man that was a good one. That was a good one. I like, uh, I like that. That's a good one. I like the, uh, uh, the Narcos one, the Pablo Escobar one of him, mm. uh, having mm-hmm. a drink to 2022, a drink of, of strong apple juice. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> so five days into 21, here's the 22. Here That's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> you know, it's not all bad. Cause I mean, you know, 2020 had some good pieces in it, at least for me. Um, it did. Let's talk know. about that more. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we've mentioned it before. We were in our we're in our for real grown up home here in in America land, and uh, we are missionaries to rural Tennessee now. Um, you, while you sure you sure did, I, I only knew uh, the city in which you're living based on <laughs> I knew a few other people who are trying to escape the world. So here's here's Aaron. He's gone isolationist on us. <laughs> he's he's preparing for end times. He's building bunkers underneath the house. That's what That's he right. wasn't telling and I, us. And as you guys can see from my uh, from the photo that we'll post on Instagram, you know I haven't shaved in like six weeks. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh no you need know. to be surprised everyone yep so <laughs> there we go uh but you know it's you know the world's going dark and so i figured i'd uh i'd uh i'd uh go and go and hunker in a bunker hunker in a bunker i know <laughs> you know i'm always fascinated with those movies uh uh you know the, those uh, was it Cloverfield Two? That was a uh, Cloverfield Lane. Is that what I call? It? I don't know. Whatever. Something but like that. That was amusing. What would I do if I had my own bunker? Uh, oh, what's the uh, South Korean movie? What's it called again? That won the Oscar. Um, the bunker. Oh, shoot, I'm blanking on it. Oh, oh, Parasite. Parasite. Okay. Did you didn't see it? Did no. you? Okay. No. Well, all right. Um, Darn it. Oh, then there's, uh, uh, sorry, spoiler, it's been 20 years. Uh, the Bunker and Lost. There are many bunk- bunkers and Lost. But, yes, uh, that's true. But I did like, you got to make the best of your environment if you're going to create yeah. a bunker. And a lot of that includes how to put together your best bookshelf and how to select the right books. That's right. So, Aaron, you're going to have that's to walk right. us through that one. Yeah, well, I'm in phase one of uh, of 
book placement. So I have um, our long term plan is is actually to replace the bookshelves that I've currently got up here with more bookshelves that can cover por- portions of a wall. Okay. And uh, and so I'm looking forward to that someday. Okay. But uh, but that's it's it's a while from now before that's going to happen because you know we've got to get through we've got to get through the first year here and sure. you know I, you know I, all the all the little things that come with a new house but mm-hmm. um but how I've organized my my shelves I've done it very very intentionally um because you know I work with a lot of people with many many books and I've also noticed that a lot of them have there are many, many weighty tomes that are smart people books. And they're, do they position them in certain ways so that they, you can they, see them? They appear to be. They appear okay. to be. They probably aren't actually doing this. It's just happened to be that it's because they use them. I think that's what's really happening. But, I mean, if we want to be a little more cynical and... Do they really you know, use them? Does anybody? <laughs> That's not but, true. Just, but you, you do everything I see behind you. You have absolutely, quotes, read, absolutely used, soaked it up, written book reports, uh, yep. put that on your fridge, all, all the above. So, hundred percent. Other than Aaron, everyone else just absolutely, just for show. Okay. absolutely, totally for show. That's so, um, so what I've got here is is basically just because um, I'm on a lot of Zoom meetings with work, and uh, to gently poke fun at uh, at the world. Um, rather than having, you know, the traditional, like, here's all of my, my, my theological insight type books on the shelf that is directly behind me. Instead, I wanted to bring some color and a little bit of weirdness. And I went with my comic books instead. Yeah, I can see that. That's pretty clear of your, uh, your right shoulder there. Um, yeah, I see some, uh, some CSBs up there. Well done. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Right see, beside com- Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And do you have, hold on, is that your Spurgeon bobblehead? Yep. Sorry, people, I'm going to describe this. You'll see the picture later. He's got a Spurgeon bobblehead in front of the comic books, it looks like, which yes. is interesting choice. Okay. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, one of my kids put him there. So oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, All right. that's good. So at uh, so <laughs> downstairs we have a Conan O'Brien uh, vinyl figure, uh, Funko Pop. So, um, but that's my wife's, and so that one is not coming up into my office. Okay. Uh, so he's on top of our Apple TV. Uh, Wayne and Garth are on our DVD player. Uh, um. So it's a glorious, glorious sight in our living room. <laughs> I was thinking about you when you were uh, moving the house and I thought, okay, there's going to be a point where Aaron and Emily are going to have to start making decisions on where some of these things are going to go. And then I thought, okay, I had high fidelity on the other day and the glorious scene when um, Dick walks into uh, Rob's apartment and sees all of his vinyl all over the place. And he's, and he just says, well, I'm reorganizing it. And Dick says, well, uh, so it's not alphabetical, is it? Uh, you know, is it uh, chronological? And he's like, no, it's auto- autobiographical. Autobiographical. I don't. You know, the funny thing is, I think I could do that. Uh, I actually could. <laughs> I know my books well enough to know when I received them, from whom, or if I, I mean, or whatever mm-hmm. I bought it then. Or I think I could do a pretty close job at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be a mess because it'd mm-hmm. be like genres all over the place. Oh, it wouldn't make it would any be, sense at all. It wouldn't. That's why I thought it was funny in that scene because it reflected the quirkiness of Rob, which I loved. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I thought only he would know. And there was something about that that I liked. Only he would know. And uh, he just said, it just goes to show how personal music and books are. And that's yeah. what's uh, that's what's so neat about that. Yeah. See, we can't flaunt our music collections anymore. Not that, no, I mean, vinyl people do, I guess, yeah. you're right. But but we really not, we used to have these racks of CDs, you know. Yep. And we, CDs, tapes, was, yeah. vinyl. Yeah. Um, and now it's, now cassettes are apparently coming back, which is a weird thing to me. What? Whoa, yeah. what? Yeah, where have I been? What? There's a specific. Why? There's a specific subtype of music hipster that is like, you know what? I'm going back to. I'm going back to cassette tapes. The tapes. The sound is terrible. Like, oh, vinyl, it's at awful. least The sound is outstanding. At least. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but this is this is the this is weird. This is 2021, man. This was 2017, dude. Oh, this was then. Okay, <laughs> yeah. oh, 2017. I know. Wow, we were just yeah. moving. F- 
almost fully into digital at that point. So, okay. Okay. So, and I mean, I've been digital for music for forever. Um, although the, um, one of the things that is actually really frustrating and, and, and I think is a good point is that with the rise of digital, and this has nothing to do with books, uh, but it does have everything to do with music. Um, with the rise of digital, we've actually had a regression in sound quality Mm. because, um, you know, we're using these smart speakers and we're doing all these kind of things and they're not built for high fidelity sound. So it's actually like the, it's actually basically mono sound that we're, we're back to when we use a, um, an echo dot or, um, or any of these kind of things. And yeah, so. that's that's a great point because um, you're right. I listen to music on my AirPods, walking around in the car. That's another. I mean, that's surround sound to a degree, not in the same way of like a true stereo system. My computer, which is terrible, um, you know, I just have it on the background as I'm listening. Um, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Well, I think it's fascinating. I love, I knew I was excited for you because I thought, wow, what a great new opportunity to reorganize the books and use them in a new way. I also, uh, in in the the year of COVID, we like we rene- renovated our house a nine years ago now. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we got so poor from it in a way that we kind of gave up on a room, which was our den. And we finally finished it right before Thanksgiving. So it was fun getting all the books up on the bookshelves and everything. And uh, I've been working down there when I've been at home working and uh, it has been so fun, but I, but I, I I'm just going to make some, I want to hear from you. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to confess some things. Yeah. Um, because, um, uh, because I, when I was, first of all, I like, I have another bookshelf area that's in like our family room and where we watch TV and hang out by the kitchen. Uh, that's that, that's had books in there forever, but I started like removing books from there to kind of put them down there to kind of spread some things out and, uh, sold some books to McKay's bought some new ones with it with credit. And so I point is like, it's, it's a good space. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought about all those things. Am I going to remember where all these books are? Are how they organize, and they're organized by genre for the most part, and or also kind of how it looks too. You know, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of both. It was kind of a blend because, like, you, we have a lot of people who would walk in that door, and you kind of, I don't know, you want to look organized. You want to look like it has some sort of thought. Yep. And um, uh, I'm happy to post a picture later or something, but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pleased with it. Yeah, it's been yeah. fun. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done that in years, so it's been fun yeah. to do that. It, it is, and. I mean, there is, I mean, it's honestly, it's just sometimes fun to just put together a new bookshelf and, and like, and not just put together the bookshelf, the physical bookshelf, but to figure out how do you want to put everything on the bookshelf and what belongs there, what belongs where. And, um, just the mental exercise of that for me is, um, is actually really relaxing. Mm. So... Yes. No, I, 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 uh, in terms of bookshelves, uh, I've, I've had a few of them that I've put together in the past that have literally collapsed on me. They've had their day and, uh, Marie Kondo just smiles just a little bit when I get to remove one of those, but then I say, Nope, but I have another one. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're, you're very open about posting your pictures of you creating your bookshelf. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. I think, um, I think I will say, here's one of the things I'm most excited about, about where we live right now. Um, one of the things that I'm most excited about, about this place is that I, we no longer have the daily explosion from the, from the exploding rock factory. So where our, where our apartment was, was near a, um, was near like basically a gravel company. And, and so they would, and so every single day, every day without fail, massive apartment shuttering explosion. Yeah. And I still remember, oh gosh, it was our, I think it was our first year here. Um, it was around Christmas time. (laughs) Um, 
the daily explosion happened and they didn't tell us about this when we were preparing to move in but uh or looking at the place and they're mm-hmm. like oh yeah you know doesn't say that about like watch out we're right next to the exploding rock factory and the dump and yeah. <laughs> and a couple other mm-hmm. things so mm-hmm. um fortunately we were not downwind of the sewage uh, treatment plant but uh that's a good move yeah, yeah. that's a very good move yeah yeah but um, you know, speaking of explosions, man, we've had the Nashville bombing as well mm-hmm. this uh, since we last did a podcast. Gosh, that was weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Chris. Yeah, for those of y'all know, yeah, the guy. Oh, thankfully, other than the bomber, no one was killed. But yeah. uh, you know, he blew up a you know his RV right on Second yep. Avenue, which is a uh, this big tourist area of downtown Nashville, and you yeah. knocked out AT and T for a few days. Um, yep. I mean, everything. It was a weird few days. Gosh. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, I'm glad everything's up and running again. I know. I know. But, uh, but it's going to take a while for for everything to kind of get back to normal in Nashville because oh. so many buildings were damaged. And, we, and Well, and we started yeah. the year with a massive tornado, you know, slicing through town. And uh, I, I tell people, my boss Brian. Ever since I came to work here, there's been a tornado that has destroyed part of Nashville. There was also a really bad windstorm a few weeks later. And I don't know if yes. you remember that. That actually yes. did more damage to my house then than the tornado did. Mm. Um, and uh, like I had to take a whole day off to cut limbs, clean up, do everything. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, you've got COVID. Uh, yeah. You've got massive demonstrations. Understandably, um, mm-hmm. you got a very uh, uh divisive election um mm-hmm. and now we have anarchists and others trying to take over state buildings mm-hmm. and other people i'm not going to go and do yep. and people trying to blow up nashville so mm-hmm. did i miss anything i mean like on a macro level um well i think you got it i think you got most did of I it hit our yeah it's been uh it's been interesting yeah, yeah. oh yeah. churches like you know having to like go online completely for a while i mean which is massive yeah. to what we all do that's a, a lot of things it's crazy yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot there's uh, a lot so um well, all right well what else well, what are the positive things how, how are your reading goals going well i'm gonna be honest not good what do you mean not, not good? good it's, only, it's I mean, been a week we're one week in i know what uh, happened? i think uh let's see where i am let's what's it you're like 105 or something 104, like that so two a week how did you come uh, up with 104? Oh, two. two oh, weeks. you did the two week, two week. Just two okay. week. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I think I told you all last time I, I went with the 52. Mm-hmm. I expect to go beyond it, but I needed to take the pressure off myself to force myself to go slower and more intentional in the books. That being said, I have sandbagged the start of my year. I was reading a bunch of books that I intentionally finished on January 1 and January 2 and also like January 5th or something like that. I fully admit to doing it and I'm actually okay with it. And Mm -hmm. according to Goodreads, it says I've read three books by January 8th. So um, you can throw uh, online rocks at me and uh, I will gladly receive them as uh, to the head. So yes. there you go. All right. There you go. Yeah, there you uh, go. To the head, but in your heart. In my uh, heart. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, for me, it's kind of the opposite is here's what happened is I could have had a whole bunch of, of stuff that I finished up in, a little busy. in there, but then I moved. Mm. And so I didn't, so I lost all of my like get caught up time and then I went right back mm. to work. So... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. setting up a house just takes time, and uh, and I'm sure I'm going to get caught up because um, I'm not sweating. Uh, I'm not sweating being one book behind right now, but uh, <laughs> if I get to like ten, then I'll then I'll um, I don't know. Yes, yes. No, Change I get it. <laughs> I get it, man. I totally do. Yeah, I know. Yep. So, but uh, it'll be okay. I managed just to get my last one done just under the wire. But uh, <laughs> just, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, yep. you we're making it. Well, and there's something we did not get to fully talk about. Um, mm-hmm. you know, which was uh, a certain goal that you had. I'm gonna say you and when and uh, both Scarlett and I have accepted, but yes. we've not been presented with it yet. So we're gonna postpone 
more details on that till later, but you did want to say something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I had planned to present to you the short list for the graphic novel reading uh, challenge that I have given you guys and that you have mm. both accepted. And despite what Brandon says, <clears throat> I think that Scarlett is going to honor her commitment on this because he is a hundred. He, he has said without having listened to the show, he is a hundred percent certain that Scarlett will never read a graphic novel. And I am at least 37% sure that he is wrong. Okay. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's up to Scarlett. Um, and, it, and Scarlett, here's the deal. I don't know if you're going to listen to this one, but um, <laughs> if you don't read it, I'm going to call you Charlotte one more time. Uh, how about that? There you <laughs> On go. On purpose, though, this time. On purpose, back, yes. Thank you. Exactly. Versus yes. like in casual, like, you know, me mumbling my way through through talking, <laughs> which I do, as you yes. know. Love the listeners. Nothing wrong with that. I know. So yeah. yeah. What else? What else is going on? What are you reading? What are we reading right now? What are we? Oh, what are like? Are man. you doing anything? I mean, since you uh, since you're already behind your goal, like, is there anything fun? Um, I mean, I don't have fun anymore. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I've got some. I've got some good stuff going on. Okay. So um, I am. I actually wound up not finishing American Gospel before the New Year's before the oh. New Year. Oh, you so, said it's fun. But I'm working away on that, and it's okay. so good. It's so it well so written. Good. Okay. Is, I mean, here's here's something that I mean. It should be obvious, but it's worth stating. Yeah. For people, we've talked about Leifanger a lot, and how much yeah. we enjoy his writing. Um, it should be obvious because they're different people, but. Lynn Enger is a very different kind of writer. Hmm. They don't write the same kinds of books at all. Um, Lynn's tend to be much grittier mm -hmm. um, and yeah. have yeah. Um, and often have a little bit more active active drama going on in the story as opposed to character drama. Yeah, but. Hmm. Um, Okay. But it's really good. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, it's really I'm good. I'm enjoying to... it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, um, I uh, I put that on my queue to pick up as a copy, just kind of my list of uh, books to snag. Um, it's uh, I've never, you know, it's funny. Even it's it's weird. I actually went to a few bookstores just to see if it was any of his books were in there. They weren't. I know a little mm -hmm. tougher. I'm mean, not on Amazon. I could. I just yeah. trying to avoid it if I unless it's. Well, this is there, but uh, yep. but yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'm looking forward to reading some of his books. I mean, you yeah. and Barnabas have both said how much you've enjoyed his books, so yeah. Now, there is one other book that uh, that I've got going too that is an audiobook, which oh. is called uh. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. I think I had talked oh, about you this told me about a that a long yeah, yeah, yeah. time ago, yeah. But um, but it's it's basically just vignettes of what uh of basically the stories behind different video games and it's really really interesting huh. um so so it's if if you like just learning about different different things that is um yeah. that is one to check out yeah. um one last one that i've got in the queue as something different is outlander uh by diana oh. uh gabaldon that's and that's the the TV series too, whatever. Yeah, it's and the, I hear it's great. Yeah. yeah, it's the first. It's the first book in the series, so and, it is and, a. And remind me, they go back in time, back and forth. Is that it's it's right? what the the, the um, description of it calls it a stunning blend of historical romance and time traveling adventure. Right. So yeah, it's I, like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've uh, I saw they had a really they came out with a book called uh, Clanlands. Uh, they came out this fall, and I, I when it's got wonderful reviews. I've got that on my list as well to pick up at some point. But I feel like I need to watch some of the show just to see it too. But I hear, but we'll start with the book. All right, is it one book or multiple? Oh, books? there's multiple. Books. Oh, okay, that's what um, I thought. Okay, but now, start with the first to see if you like it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm hoping that there is okay. not a whole bunch of shadiness that. Uh, that, content, uh, yeah, content? yeah. I'm sure there's. I, I would think there's some content in this one. You said romance, time travel. Yeah, there could uh, be some dude, content. There could be some scenes, which means there may be some stuff I have to skip over. But. Dudes in skirts. 
<laughs> well, you know. Oh, I do have other nudes. Uh, new, <laughs> gosh, do, do not bleep that out. That I was really that to... was that was good. Yeah. I do have some other news. Um, okay. So I uh, my I got my my dad, my parents. I've asked them in their spare time of retirement and also COVID to a write some like really fun like couple paragraphs on key family members of the past ancestors mm -hmm. going back as far as they can go by stories they know like what are some quirky things not just yeah. the facts but like the quirky things that's what yeah. i think it's fun what makes her who they are and uh it's been really fun but um um aaron i have canadian blood <gasps> i don't know is there really canadian blood it's more Scottish people who did a hit who stayed over in Canada they had a and stint a, in Canada. They had they had a pit stop in Canada in Nova Scotia. And then they came down to New England and settled there. This is like 140 years ago. So how's yeah. that? I got some uh Nova Scotia blood prior to that. Wow, uh, there you go. Uh, the 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 McDonald clan. There you go, clan. There nice. you go. Boom. There, you, there go. you go. I'm yeah. just I'm just disappointed that it's not the Clan McLeod. So you could play. Thank with you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. <laughs> right on. So, oh well. Well, I'm amused by that. All right. Well, I love that you're. I, I'm. I'm. I've been writing that down as we're talking. So good. Go. I like that. Awesome. Um, I'm reading. Uh, I'm still. It's going to take me a while. The Frederick mm -hmm. Douglass biography. Um, yeah. Which is really interesting and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, David Blight, who wrote it, that's been like it won the Pulitzer a couple years ago. It's um, excellent so far. Just fascinating. You know, it's just someone I've always known the bullet points about. Um, yeah. And uh, I knew that bio came out. I just didn't pick it up when it came out, and it looks great. So, so far, so nice. good. That's awesome. Um, and then I'm reading another one called uh, what's called The Quiet Americans. And it is, I'll read the subtitle here because I think that's more helpful. But it is um, it is all about um, well the subtitle says four CIA spies uh, at the dawn of the Cold War a tragedy in three acts that sounds like so much fun I love a good Cold War story yeah. because in today's age where you know it, it, see here's the thing like Russia is just, there's just so much uh, Russia is so much of a nebulous kind of idea now like whole idea of like communism and democracy and like it just felt so much more black and white it wasn't black and white it was just it yeah. felt so much it was sold so well of good and evil and uh the cia stories are fascinating during that time so i just uh, i always enjoy a story of that i read the uh the history of the cia book last year which is cannot recommend that enough that mm -hmm. is fantastic and i love a lot of these other ones and also yeah there you go in honor of a uh, john le Carey passing away um the famous spy writer as yes. well so i don't know a lot of loss in 2020 i fear because yes. we all die at some point 2021 more people will die yes so it, um, it, it, 2020 has taken taken a lot from from us on all fronts yeah in it, I can't tell. Is it just for the fact it's 2020, or we, we're more aware of who's going? There's some big time people. So, well, I mean, people are legitimately just getting older. Yes. So. So yeah. Well. This is so good. you know we can't end on a downbeat statement like that. That's just a little bit too. That's a little too much. We gotta we gotta do something a little bit more cheerful what is cheerful that's a great question uh how do we bring some joy into this uh at the end uh um, i all right I got, I got a little something um, okay. um brooke and i are doing the uh the csb every day with jesus bible read oh, the bible in a year uh nice. right now which i read it in hcsb about like seven years ago or something like that yep I love that. And I, you know, I don't know how everyone is in Bible reading plans. Do you endorse them, Mr. Uh, employer of some place <laughs> that we don't name, but we love? Well, um, um, it's, it's interesting that you said that because um, I actually just republished and uh, I edited and, and republished an article that I wrote about that several years ago on the Gospel Project site. I, I uh, don't today. I don't read your articles. Aaron. I know you just, don't. Just give me the cliff notes. Come on. Uh, so short version is 
is I do I, I think that reading plans are generally helpful. I think that we need to make sure that we are using them responsibly and not being mastered by them. So yeah. as long as I, we're doing that, then we're okay. I, I think that's, uh, um, this is the, I'm, I'm going to, uh, uh, th- I want you to think highly of me. This is the third time I've read through the Bible in a year. Um, I did that one this time. This year before. or just life? No, in life. No, to be honest, in <laughs> life. No, no. I mean, because um, I, 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 I really need discipline in terms of reading. And so like, to me, actually, it's been really enjoyable. Now, I have not gotten into numbers and chronicles and <laughs> other ones that are a little tougher. I'm not, they're all valuable. It's God's word. I'm just saying they're tougher to follow along as you go. Yeah. So you need to not just be doing that, but you're right. Also being studying in a different context. Yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm reading other books that are helping dig into scripture differently. I'm just reading scripture differently too, but yeah, but it's just a great way to start the day, no matter what. And I think at the end of the day, like people say, like, I don't, you know, how do I, how, how do I, uh, <laughs> you know, know if God's speaking, well, pick up his word and trust yeah. me, it'll speak loud and clear sometimes to you. So, uh, that's right. But the discipline of it's it's good. It's good for me. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, now here's one more big here here's one more bit of good news that we can that we can end on is right. that on March 16th, March 16th, everybody, uh, is the official release date of the Big Truths Bible Storybook, oh, which is a little right. something that uh, right. I spent a fair bit of time writing last year. So these and aren't like little truths. These are big truths. These are big this truths. Like, like are they, is this like in size, like physical size, like this and uh, no, it's theological more, size. It's theological it size. So okay. it's the it's the it's their their import to life, and to into the Christian faith. And so uh, I had a lot of fun doing fifty two stories from the whole Bible, um, you know, chronologically. Mm retelling them all and driving each one driving home to this essential truth. It's a, it's a new book from BH kids. Uh, it'll be out, like I said, March, uh, March 16th, 2021. Uh, and I definitely would encourage you to pre-order this, um, on either, uh, lifeway.com or on Amazon. I so, love and, it. And we'll have some links in the show notes. So all right, I love yeah. it. Congratulations. Can't Thank wait you. for it. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. And on that note, I think uh, since I see Dave trying to pack up his bags, uh, it is time to go. <laughs> I, did, I didn't ghost you. I just, I, just, I got to go. <laughs> so, I know. I love you all. <laughs> we got schedules. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We got work to do. So uh, I got a post office to get to before four o'clock when it closes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you got to so, drive like two hours to get to it. Though. No, no, no. It's, it's five minutes down the road. Just kidding. It's just a kidding. small country love, post office. I love where you live. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Uh, we've got two we've got two Tex-Mex places and um, no coffee shops, so <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, not really that kind of place. That's all, all right. right. Uh, but on that note, uh, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we hope that your year's off to as good a start as 2021 is, and uh, we'll talk to you later. This is an area code podcast.